Have you ever been enticed by a headline into exploring the story further only to find that it's not quite what you expected? Well, you've just experienced clickbait. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. This is a message for Nick's kidnapper. He is a husband, a father, a brother. He's kind, loving, and gentle. I love you, son. You made a terrible mistake. Let him come home. It's a long way to the bottom of the Why is this happening? Try to catch <laughs> my what was his mental state when you last saw him? What are you actually doing to find him? Everything we possibly can. Everyone is chasing a Nick Brewer story. So what's your angle? If you don't find a missing person in the first 48 hours, the chances of finding them alive drops by 50%. There's a new video. It's worse. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And Monica is still not with us. Yes, we we miss her. And yes, yes. We look forward to her coming back. But she did give us some some notes for us to read, as though we were her. And you, you can mimic her. I'm I not can going to try. Hello, I'm Monica. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> she's she's a cockney lady. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, shit. Maybe we won't get you trying to mimic Maybe, her. maybe I won't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're talking in this episode, we're talking about the new Netflix limited series, Clickbait, which is as exciting as it sounds. Um, you watched all of it, just so we're clear. Jason has watched all of it. I've watched two episodes. Just to set the scene there where um, my interest dwindled and... <laughs> And uh, Jason, being much more professional than I am, got through the whole thing. It, it did become a bit of a laborious task, though, I have to admit. Uh, but anyway, the, like starting from the beginning, I, I, I'll give it credit here where the premise is actually quite interesting uh, because the whole social digital online events that we're experiencing at the moment is quite uh, how would we say, pertinent to what we're having. Like, we're being forced into it even more. In and... And, yeah. So it's it was interesting how it was using that as a plot structure and the obvious one being the clickbait concept of, you know, 5 million views and he dies, but they're not giving a good reason to look at the video being, you know, I killed a woman, as 
yeah the statement and that's what you see uh it actually does use some of those social media structures and things quite well on in some parts now what i mean by that is it it's really exploring that divide of reality as opposed to uh how we behave as observers and so this is the obvious one with the five million views you know are you going to share that video to up the views or yeah yeah it's got that ethical aspect there of how we have this distanced relationship with real events as a as a result of uh social media and online identities and things so i think it it was treading in a ground that was really really good in terms of something that could be explored really well and you know it's a case that it's bringing up all the problems with things like pornography because really that's what it's like you know there's someone's life is pretty much at stake and people are being entertained by it um, yeah cyberbullying uh, there's hundreds of other things but it's a bulldozer of nods to them so what I yeah. mean by that is it's a very blunt instrument in nodding to so many of them and I'll list a couple like just to give you an idea of how many it tries to pack into this and it's things like catfishing different cultures sexualities anxiety digital identity digital footprints black lives matter media control of narratives there's so many things that it's trying to put into this that it just doesn't treat them well enough in the end they just cast their net as wide as they possibly could and <laughs> yeah I, I i think the writers obviously were going hey these are major issues and they probably do feel that they are and are trying to explore it but because you're compressing it into this television show of eight episodes you're sort of just scratching the surface of them or just as i said giving it a brief nod and to me that was really unlucky in some respects because i was sort of like going oh or a shame i should say uh they're all really valid things to explore and it's something that given that we're in this what we call the digital disruption right now it's something that is worthwhile but it sort of fell into uh almost two-dimensional takes on some of it uh, so I, i'll let you comment on what you've seen so far and then i can go in further i definitely got what you're talking about is certainly prevalent from the go that's what the show is trying to talk about from different the, the sort of like there's different family members around this guy so this guy gets kidnapped and a video of him turns up on the internet and it's, he's like i i abuse women or something and then it's like a five million views i die anyway so you've got his sort of his family who are like no he's not like that at all and then the the internet which rages in out of control with like you know gleaming things at face value and tearing shreds off him which obviously i don't know where that goes you do i don't i don't care if you spoil it <laughs> that's fine <laughs> oh that's all right well, i will a spoiler yeah. alert already but um yeah it, it that's its strength is that part of it i think in, in that you you sort of are wanting to know if it's true because of this fabricated reality via social yeah. media so you, you that's what eggs you want you you sort of want to know if it's true or not and the interesting part of it and this again is a strength of it is the family starts believing it too 
All right. So it it starts pushing them into believing what's happened online as being true. But there's a whole lot of twists and things that occur when it's explored deeper and deeper into what's happened. Um, But the problem with it is we're presented with an interesting way of having each episode, of following a different character. Yeah. But some of these characters are thrown in on that episode. So as we go through it, we get a few sort of random characters coming in and they're there as a device for something. But then once their use is gone, so are they. Because I was looking at the names of the episodes and it's like the sister, I'm like, okay, the detective, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I'm like, the wife, yep, cool. The mistress, the reporter, the brother, and then so on, the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And with these sort of random characters, I, I... I say it that way because they're they're sort of two-dimensional in some respects, a lot of them, just because they've been introduced and removed within one episode. Yeah, um, right. Or they're not taken very far. And when you have these characters who you want to empathise with, a lot of... a lot of them just come across as nasty people anyway. Like that so was self-absorbed. And... That was sort of what I got from the first two episodes. I was just yeah. like, I don't really care for any of them. No. And, you know, when they're supposedly sensitive to a lot of the things going on around them, we get lines like, how could you take a black kid down to the police station? <laughs> it's a, what? It's, it's just such a dodgy line. I know it's trying to... Bring up commentate on black lives matter concept but it was just so wrong <laughs> you know especially because there was a white woman taking the black kid down to the station it's not like he's going to get shot or anything and Jesus. it just it just seemed like a weird weird way of treating it maybe it's just a little bit removed from some of the reality of it but uh yeah the characters just didn't come across as genuine the only one that I had any empathy for was actually Nick because he's the one he's the one being tortured and I'll say now at no fault of his own it's all right yep so it gets revealed eventually that he's innocent in lots of respects like uh, you think he might be guilty of different things as it progresses through it and uh firstly of catfishing and having relationships with women online and that's where it all fell apart and when he sort of when you get to see some of his story and what's happening from those initial episodes um you can see that he had nothing to do with it and he's trying to tell the kidnappers that and he points out things that they're looking at that's all photoshopped and someone's who's got access to the photos has done this yeah right and even the women at the other end of the social media thing who said they had a relationship with them eventually you discover that they didn't actually meet up with him physically. And so you discover that it's someone acting as him. But Ah, right. So it's got, it's got things there that make it work as a bit of a thriller and uh, the twists are okay, but they're sort of just very mechanical. And because you don't have characters that you really empathize with and Nick is, sort of kept pushed away from the audience a lot, I think. Oh, just in the first the, two episodes, he's very much... 
Yeah, just to, well, mainly because it's about the other's reaction yeah. to his death because he does die, and you find that out very quickly, very early on. Um, it it just comes across really unsatisfying at the end. Yeah, right. So it, I I was in two minds, and this is what I sort of sent a message to Scott and Monica about that. I said I've never had a weird division in mind on something. I feel that. It had a lot of content which I, I thought is important, and I think Monica even added a few notes on this, which is probably yep, a good point. I can to... read. Would you like me to read Monica's notes? Yeah, because I think she's got a few things that I would mention as well. So I'd rather hear from her point of view there. All first. right, this is from Monica. I am not Monica. <laughs> <laughs> um, based on the first two episodes that I've seen, it's a commentary on social media and certainly circles around absurd concepts like cancel culture. The comments on Nick's videos calling him a monster and that he deserves it, etc., reflect a reality where the internet trolls like to comment on everything and take things at face value. It reminds me why most people suck. <laughs> There's... <laughs> There's a secondary commentary on the reliance of views for the need for attention. Hitting 5 million views for a snuff film seems a little low. On the flip side, you have amateur investigations taking place to help identify the vehicle. That's something that does exist. There's a Netflix documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats that explores the explorative detective work on social media. People pick apart videos and share information, etc., like hunting for Easter eggs, but with consequences. Uh, it is also something akin to debunking fake videos and content. There are dangers within that when put against legitimate investigations. I wasn't enthralled by the two episodes I saw, and I don't care if the guy from Entourage did what the videos claim. It's a weirdly paced series with unlikable characters, and I feel there aren't any stakes for me to emotionally invest in the story. The acting is also bad. <laughs> that is Monica's notes. Yeah. And it, it shows how it's playing with some really nice mechanics if you want um, mm. and topics but it just doesn't execute it in the end for me so my division was there's this really good essence to it mm. but it's executed in such a blunt force way that doesn't quite work it's sort of a bit too superficial a bit too yeah. unconvincing um which it's... i think takes away the impact of something like we we're, were talking about it with like even Bob Roberts, for example, like the, the more sort of sharp edged you can be, the more affecting I think your your take on these issues can be. And if you just sort of like smack people in the face with them, it's not really clever. No, but I think it's what leads to its uh, easily digestible aspect. Mm. And the reason I say that is uh, a lot of critics, because I was looking at this weird division being reflected not in just my mind but in responses online the critics were panning it but the audiences are loving it yeah and, and i think it's because it is digestible and it's contained. and i think you, yeah. you mentioned a few times like these twists along the way which i think is um i think it's sort of something that is built into the netflix marketing strategy if you want it's all about encouraging binge viewing the longer you're looking at it the more sort of views and money it's making kind of thing so you're kind of if you have these this twist structure around your shows i think that's why something like stranger things works so well is because you're like hey, do you know what happens <laughs> next so I, th I feel like even to the detriment of some 
stories on Netflix, it's built around this concept of like every episode's a cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't even think this one quite does that. <laughs> it's no, it does. Most there are sort of, I guess, I wouldn't call them cliffhangers, but new questions arise where it's a twist. And so you suddenly go, oh, we've been going the wrong way. So now what is it? And so that what's going on question keeps being reaffirmed at the end of episodes. So, uh, yeah, that that's its binging technique, if you want, yeah. rather than actual cliffhangers. There's a few cliffhangers, but it's not every episode. It's more we've been... Uh, wrong in our assumptions so now something's been revealed where does it go now right um but yeah i mean these red herrings and twists are a little bit pedestrian in my books it's it's not deep enough and we're again not investing in the characters we don't really care too much um yeah but you know, if I was to sum it up, in the end, I want this to I wanted this to be much better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's dealing with um concepts that need to be talked about. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> in a in a in a mature way that's not like gleaming the surface to make more videos, to make more views, this yeah. and that. Like that's lots it seems to be the only way it's discussed. Or it's in this sort of mass media like the evil internet is going to corrupt your kids and you know there isn't a lot of mature conversation about I mean apart from like um my god that documentary that you got me to watch <laughs> which one was that the, the social dilemma Thank you. oh yeah yeah that one that felt like the most mature conversation about all yeah. this sort of stuff yeah and that was very specific to social media. Yeah, to social but, media. But, but um, this is a huge issue. Yeah. And I, I think, mm -hmm. the yeah, the lines, for a lot of people, the lines between reality and fiction are, are, are too blurred to even... I think with at the moment we're living in this strange lockdown world where people are kind of living their own fantasy lives where there's a huge conspiracy and the whole world's out to get them and people are feeding into this with such mm. like ferocious energy it's it's madness <laughs> yeah absolutely um and later on when you discover who's responsible for the catfishing it sort of explores some of what you're saying there in some ways um you know people wanting to live a different life and mm. be someone else who they're not and so on so but I won't reveal it in case people do want to have that final twist, but, uh, and I have to say, it's not a very good one. <laughs> it, it's sort of, like I said, we get these characters thrown in for an episode and that's only when you get to really know much about them. And then after that, they're discarded or they've been discarded throughout and then they're suddenly important. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it had a skeleton of an interesting series. And I'll say that, but it failed to give it flesh. And much like the reference title clickbait, the show suggests there is more than it is going to provide. Oh, he did it. He wrapped it up. See that way he put that in a nutshell, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. And I'm still Jason. It's a long way.
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Netflix's Clickbag, and the song at the end was It's a Long Way Down. If you're enjoying the show, please invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. But the waves cut me open.